I sort of maybe dwell on those memories and, and, you know, trying to, you know, reconnect with that, you know, with that raw feeling of, of, of life when you're younger. Uh, yeah, like Prince, I had a thing for Princess. I don't remember the name of the girl in, um, in uh, Thundar, whatever the sorceress's name was. But yeah, I had a thing for Princess for sure. I totally had a thing for Princess. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I did. Like, I, I'd get up at 7 to watch cartoon, like, you know, to start the cartoon uh, session. And it would go from about 7 till, I think, 11, because at 11 was when the, um, uh, they, would had a, they had a movie that would come on, like, at that time. But a kid's movie would be like, what the hell did they call it? It was like an ABC like ABC Saturday morning movie but I'd stop that was when I would go outside and play but from like 7 to 11 so a good you know four to five hours I would watch I would be in the living room watching cartoons it's originally a Japanese show uh, Kagaku Ninja Tai Gacha Man is what it was called and uh, it starts I really liked he man I really liked He-Man in the stories but my my best friend when I was a kid we'd get into like arguments about He-Man because he hated He-Man and I couldn't figure out you know he's like he-Man is so stupid. I mean, he's got a sword, but other people have laser guns. It makes absolutely no sense. And I was like, that's cool. They're like mashing stuff and up. And stuff and, on, and under the sea. But they're battling this kind of Darth Vader type of character named Zoltar, who's actually, you learn later on in the, in the series, you actually learn is actually a woman who dresses as a man. The original iteration was in Japan, iteration was in Japan called Kagaku Ninjatai Gacha Man. Then they released it in the States in the late 70s and they cut out a lot of the violence and the killing because people actually got killed in the show and stuff and they cut out a lot of the violence and stuff for a North American audience and released it as Battle of the Planets and they recut it uh, around the time it was around the time of Star Wars because they introduced these characters who weren't in the Japanese version who were like these talking robots who would do these interstitials where they would sort of bring you up to speed on what happened before and after commercial and stuff like that and one of them looked like they looked like r2 one of them looked like r2d2 there was one of my favorite cartoons when i was a kid it was kind of like he-man this is why i thought of it it's like a cross between he-man and um star wars and conan kind of it's called thundar the barbarian thundar the barbarian, barbarian. Thundar, the barbarian. at some distant point in the future okay the year 1994 the moon uh, if I remember correctly how the, the show started, the moon cracks in half, okay? And this destroys civilization. And, for some reason that we're not privy to, it also makes magic work. <laughs> so it destroys civilization. So the car whole cartoon takes place with this character, Thundar, who looks kind of like He-Man. He's like blonde, long, barbarian character guy. And his friend, uh, Ookpik? I think his name? No, not Ookpik. That's a poem. His friend was kind of like a like a like a who's Han Solo's buddy there, and it was about their adventures in the in the wastes of the what was left over from the world because it took place in this like post-apocalyptic world where they would they would you know there was like these warlords and wizards and stuff but they they would wander through like destroyed cities and like where the jungle was taking over New York and they'd go into subways you know where like the water had risen in the subway tunnel you know, like an underground you know like river and so it was all took place in like the ref like the 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 the, the 
the destroyed remnants of our civilization. And they'd go on these adventures to try and, you know, it was, it was uh, Thundar and, and Uklik or whatever his friend's name was, I can't remember, and a girl, who a woman who was like a sorceress. And they would go on these adventures to try and stop this evil sorcerer who had like access to technology. But the thing with Thundar was he had this sun sword, which was like a lightsaber. And he'd pull out his sun sword and it would, <laughs> would light up. His fabulous sun sword against the forces of evil. Thundar the Barbarian. Oh, it's, so, it's such a good show. It was like my fa one of my favorite cartoons. Was good. That and Battle of the Planets were my favorite. It's originally a Japanese show, uh, Kagaku Ninjatai Gacha Man is what it was called. There were five members of the team. There was Mark, who was my favorite, obviously. And uh, Jason and um, Kiop, who was, who's, something was wrong with his And uh, then there was, I can't remember the name of the guy who, Tank, Tank? Tiny, Tiny was his name, who piloted the, the big plane, the Phoenix. And then there was Princess, who was Mark's sort of love interest, but who was an integral member of uh, the team. She flew her own ship, like she, you know, she was, she was tough. I forget what her weapon was. They all had their own individual weapons, but she had her own, you know, she had her own sort of stylized weapon, her own ship that she flew. Uh, yeah, she was awesome. Like she was totally powerful. She was like a dove. I think that was the bird she was modeled after. But it's still, uh, she was still tough. Like she still killed people. And, but yeah, I had a thing for princess for sure. I totally had a thing for princess. The subdivision I grew up on it was, you know, all the kids were all about the same age. So the, f um, I don't know. Did I actually? I don't remember kissing her. If we just played doctor. I was big on playing doctor when I was a kid. I played doctor with a lot of girls. Well, what do you? I mean, what do you mean by if, what kind of kiss are we talking about? I mean, there's your, there's your like those sort of chaste. I'm in grade six and she's my girlfriend and I'm gonna kiss her on the cheek. Or there's like, you know, here's some tongue. It was either grade seven or eight. I'm thinking it was grade seven, but it was Lori Druin's birthday party in grade seven, and her name was. I was, I was not only was I in French immersion, but I was also in the advanced learning program at my school, or as the other kids called the five or six of us who were in that program, the members of the Alien Life program. And so we were at uh, Lori Druin's birthday party. And after we, s you know, do you remember the white, was it White Snake? White Lion. What's that song? Oh, it was, it's really big in the late 80s. Okay. Uh, Going down this lonely road I've ever known. Yeah, it's some, it was white and it was some kind of serpent of some sort, possibly, yeah. or reptile. But that song, you know how it sort of starts slow and then goes fast? So we had just finished slow dancing to that part of the beginning of the song where it's a slow and dance, slow dance, and then it kicks in and everyone starts dancing and stuff. And she's like, you know, my mom's coming to pick me up. Do you want to go, you know, wait out with me outside in the driveway? And I was like, damn, sure. So we went outside and, uh, and she planted one on me. And that was the first time a chick had her tongue in my mouth. No, it was more like, uh, I was more super excited about it. Like I remember thinking in my head, oh my God, I'm actually going to kiss a girl. It's going to be a real kiss. Like, you know, like I actually have, was having this sort of narration going on in my head, like, okay, turn your head to the side, try not to bump her teeth, you know, like I, I, rem I, I distinctly remember it. And then it went really well. Yes. It, was, it, was, it was both incredibly arousing and also kind of disgusting at the same time, which is sort of, I guess, like sex. <laughs> you know, it's, it's full of weird smells and, uh, you know, things are getting wet and things are getting bigger and... You know, your body is doing this weird stuff and you can't control it. And so it's both incredibly, um, uh, incredibly exciting and also kind of gross at the same time. 
you know, I was you know, pretty obsessed with her for, for a while there. And then I accidentally punched her in the boob uh, once outside and she hauled off and kicked me in the testicles. And to this day, one, one testicle is still bigger than the other. No, I don't think she was wearing Doc Martens or anything, but uh, it, she really got me. And I was on the ground for a good 20 minutes and they had to take me to the hospital. The worst part actually of that story, uh, of that day though, was not when I got kicked in the testicles. The worst part of that day was while the principal was driving me to the hospital, he told me, you know, the doctor is gonna have to, you know, she's gonna have to look at your, your genitalia to make sure they're okay, but don't be embarrassed about it. And then he started telling me about his colonoscopy. And I was like, the fuck? Like, you're the principal. I don't wanna know about your asshole. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, she was. She became my sort of my first love. Actually, she uh, she introduced me to Michael Andachi. Actually, she's the one that introduced me to Michael Andachi, Gwendolyn McEwen, um, the Smiths. Like I learned, I actually she was one of those people who, um, besides the fact that I was in love with her or whatever, um, she's one of the people that actually um, introduced me to a lot of the things that I actually really got into. You know, she's you know those people in your life who introduce you to who become important because of something they introduce you to. You know, one of your guy, the people that become like one of your guys. And she introduced me to a number of people who became later became my guys. I don't think they realize the impact that they've had on your life, but you kind of put them on this. Well, I do anyway, kind of put people like that on these sort of pedestals in my mind. Like these are kind of like magicians, like these are the gurus. Like they know, they, they knew something that I didn't know. And they like initiated me into this new form of knowledge that I didn't have before. And I like put them on pedestals in my head. It's a good question. I think it sort of depends on the topic or the person maybe. Because there's some things where sort of feeling that melancholia or that, that sort of, you know, that being maudlin, it more applies to like, um, it doesn't apply to people so much as to, which is maybe weird, but it doesn't apply to people so much as like objects and situations. I mean, like, like those movies, like Last Unicorn, it, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of my, of my, um, my dad's mother's house, because that's the last place I watched the movie and the last place that I remember having that sort of feeling that that sort of fugue kind of state of melancholia is in her in her the little house that she had on Els on uh, Ellesmere in Windsor. I'm like a pack rat. I'll keep like certain things um, that might you know just like touchstones or whatever. Like I'll keep things like that, and those will like I'll like hold those and like sort of fall into that kind of melancholia thinking about the past. But it doesn't. I don't really do it with Facebook all that much to be honest with you. Like I don't even know if I. I think I have a yearbook, but I don't remember the last time I looked at it or anything like that from high school. Um, but I do think about these people, but I don't, th I, but you find that you think about them today or you're thinking about your, you, you know, they don't grow They're you know, they're always like 17 in your head and you're a kid and a teenager. I don't know if your emotions are so much rawer and right at the surface than maybe when you're a bit older. Like I find myself, you know, you have thicker skin now. I find myself a little more numb to the world perhaps than I was at that time. And you're maybe kind of, uh, I sort of maybe dwell on those memories and, and, you know, trying to, you know, reconnect with that, you know, with that raw feeling of, of, of life when you're younger. Like most, like, uh, like a... Like a like a chaste kiss or like a I'm gonna get some action kiss. Well, this morning, man, I kiss my wife before I leave for work every day. I, ki I actually kiss everyone in the house before I leave for work. But the difference is, I kiss my 
my my daughter i'll do you know my kids it's one kiss you know like on the cheek or the forehead or something like that my wife it's we always do three kisses it's always it's always three it's from what i remember yeah we, it's always been a three kiss it's always been a three kiss thing i don't like even numbers so yes yes if if she's angry with me or if i'm angry with with her we'll still kiss but it might only be one kiss and we'll know you only kissed me once what the fuck is your problem like <laughs> what are you angry about what did i do just the just the morning like leaving for work or dropping her off or whatever it's usually just and then it more, when i pick her up after work it's usually just one today's kiss was a good one i got three she wasn't pissed <laughs> and i love akira that's another one of those movies where i'm where i'm done watching it. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, you were recording that? Parkback.org <laughs>